Hi, I'm Walker Lott, and welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. Today is special because I'm joined with three coaches, all from the same district, so that's going to be a good time. I'm joined with Coach Robbie, secondaries coach, track coach, and also head recruiting coordinator at Argyle Liberty. I'm also joined by Coach Williams, you know, assistant coach and recruiting coordinator over at Plano John Paul, and also Coach Sublet, defensive line coach and also recruiting coordinator at Parish Episcopal. Appreciate y'all coming on, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, good all to right. be here. So uh, let's just dive straight into it. So, you know, I, if you didn't know, like I'm guessing all of all saw the Dallas Morning News article that came out the other day about uh, how uh, there's now a staple of having a recruiting coordinator basically at every single school. And it's now like just how it is because it's so – it's important now. So I'm guessing – I'll start, you know – Coach Roby, you can start, and then you can, everyone else can add out afterwards. But you know, just what is it be like? How what is being a, like a recruiting coordinator, and why do you think it's now like so important to have one at a high school nowadays? Uh, I think that uh, why is it important to have one right now in the high school? I think just because of the uh, the lines got blurred. You know what I mean with uh, with recruiting services, with parents, with uh, direct line recruiting, all that type of stuff. I just think that now you got a one-stop shop. You got somebody speaking for the kids, letting them know the ins and the outs about what they need to be saying, uh, what they do, the do's and don'ts on Twitter, the do's and don'ts on any type of social media platform. Um, I think that that is just a, uh, I think that's just a must because some kids just don't know. So you have to like, you have to inform them. You have to give them and let them be, put out their best foot forward so those coaches can understand, like understand them, truly understand them and not, you know, like a, a character of themselves because they're going to put, you know, I'm little Zay X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? As a handle or whatever that it is. And you got to make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, they got to be able to find you. They got to be able to talk to you, you gotta, uh, represent yourself in a certain type of way so they can actually fall in, you know, fall in uh, recruiting love, as I say. Um, and why does every school need it? I just think it's a, um, I do all sports. So I don't just do football. I do all the girls side. I do from equestrian to swimming to football. Uh, so uh, I just think it's a program builder. I think if you can walk in and you can sell yourself and sell your school boys and girls uh, to the, the family that's walking in your halls and let them know that um, we're not just going to take your money. We're actually going to promote you and want you to get money and receive money. So you can go and play at the next level. I think that that is just a uh, program builder, you know, all the way. So, absolutely, y'all have anything else to add? Uh, no, uh, Coach Ro Coach Roby did a good job, man. Uh, the the recruiting coordinator uh, component is just a help uh, because every position coach, depending, and I coached public school for ten years, so every coach is not available to me. Every head coach is not available to me. Everybody's job description and duties vary. So you just need a go-to guy. And and some people just – how I ended up getting into it is my head coach was always in meetings and always had somewhere to be. And I was a guy that I had a computer lab and my room was available. So it was just about being available for the most part. And I just took it and mm -hmm. ran with it, man. Uh, uh, I, I know all the levels. I know all the kids. I know what people are looking for. Uh, and it's just good to have a point of contact, man. Uh, everybody uh, has a landline and has a head coach's office. What's the chance of you calling that and getting somebody? Good luck. Hey, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So you, you, need, you need somebody to 
just a, just a go between, man, and and then you'll keep your head coach abreast of what's happening and any updates. And uh, it, it's pretty cool, man, because uh, it's a lot. And Lord forbid you have some good kids. Uh, you, you you get some good kids, man. It's gonna be you. Somebody gonna be working, Doc, and the head coach don't <laughs> want no part of because he got enough administrative duties to do. Uh, so mm-hmm. they they don't mind passing the buck as long as they just kept abreast of what's happening. Uh, so it's just a great benefit. Uh, right now, recruiting is the only thing kids are transferring for recruiting reasons. People yeah. think mm-hmm. they're chasing state titles. They're not. They're chasing scholarships. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't got no recruiting coordinator and nobody talking on your kids' behalf and representing your kids and trying to put them out, your kids going to transfer. You might well get ready. That, that's just the game. Uh, so every, every school had to get one just to keep your own kids because kids want to be recruited. Uh, and, and it's just a big help, man. Uh, it's a big help. Uh, but recruiting is the main part of, uh, of uh, high school sports uh, in general. And Coach Roby has all sports, so he knows exactly what I mean. Uh, the golf coach and the golf kid, parent, they want their kid to get recruited just like a left tackle. <laughs> you, know you can't say my kid ain't going to get recruited because I do swimming or I don't do – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it just needs to be covered. And it's easier to have one go-to person. Uh, it's hard to find a guy that knows about every sport, but somebody needs a point of contact because kids play AAU, kids play select. So people kind of know about stuff to get seen and get their name out. But if, if somebody has a question, they can't chase down your league or your team, but they can always find your high school. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, Coach, I, you guys did pretty good. Do you have anything else to add on that? Man, I would say those, those guys are pretty spot on with everything they said. Um uh, to be honest with you. And I, I kind of got into it just helping the family, uh, kids that I knew that needed help with recruiting, right? And then um, started working for John Paul. And like he said, you got some talented kids and you start, you, you're going to be busy, right? And the head coach doesn't have time with all the administrative duties. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's fun for me because I just want, I like seeing kids get opportunity, right? Opportunity to go play at the next level, no matter what level that is. But um, just knowing that you're helping them. And the main thing is go get a degree, right? So, um, I just like helping kids get to that next level. And so that's really why I got into it. And it's really just taken off over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I'll um, piggyback on, on what coach said also. The, um, whenever he said you're doing it to be, um, I was taught to be a buffer for the head coach. Mm. So instead of that head coach receiving those emails from that parent saying, little Timmy, who's a third string <laughs> corner. That is, you know what I'm saying is he has he's not getting recruited like my five star corner. Yeah, right. about it. So then it, now it's hey, these are the steps that we're taking, and these are we're gonna let the recruiting process play itself out. We're not gonna be any dream killers, but now instead of that coach, that coach answering that email at two thirty at nighttime because parents were thumb thugging it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Then we can bring you. you know, then you can come to us and. Uh, and then we'll handle that as accordingly <laughs> and then buffer that energy into, hey, let's go to some camps. Or, hey, let's uh, have you filled out any of these uh, questionnaires or uh, do you have a social media imprint or anything like that? So I think we are a buffer to the head coach. I just wanted to piggyback on that because he had mentioned that earlier. And that is the honest to God truth. I mean, that's how, yes, I, that's how I go into yeah. it every day like how can i how can i be a service of that head coach so they don't have to answer those emails from that from those angry parents about their kid not getting recruited you know everybody's d1 right 
Uh, going off of that and how, like, you know, recruiting is such a difficult thing because you have to worry about some kid because some people don't know their levels, I guess, of like their talent. I guess that's the biggest thing. And one of the struggles of someone who had the talent this year might have not gotten it because of the pandemic, pandemic sorry, this year. Uh, Coach Williams, you can start us off. How hard was it recruiting and recruit getting these kids out there to colleges in a time where this pandemic has really hurt recruiting because of everything going on in college football of, you know, the transfer portal guys staying back another year. Um, so it's just hurt a lot of guys, you know, who could have went D one, you know, low FCS having to choose you know, those smaller routes. Just talk to me about that and how bad this has hurt and more even that, uh, do you think it's going to be something that's going to affect college football maybe for this 22 class as well? All right, so I'll start just with the first question. Yeah, I, I think it hurt a lot of the kids because they didn't get to have a spring where coaches come by, evaluate, see them in person, move around. Uh, that definitely hurt a lot of 21 guys, right? Especially if you didn't have any offers going into your senior year or just have a lot of conversation with coaches. If you had offers, you know, it helps some to have some, you know, have some insurance is what I call it, right? But Right, right. It hurt a lot of 21 guys, and I, I see it affecting the 22 guys as well, the way it is, uh, because a lot of schools are just just uh, recruiting the transfer portal, right? Um, Absolutely. 22 guys, same way as I told my 21 guys, commit and find your home, get you some insurance, and if something else better comes along, then take it, you know, if that. But you can't go see campuses unless you go see it on your own. You can't really go talk to coaches and be involved and the whole nine. So it, COVID really, really messed up a lot of things for the 21 kids. But you see it affecting some of the 22 guys as well. So they're finding out their offers may not be committable, right? And so they got 15 offers, but really only have two committable. So now you got to choose between those two because those schools would rather commit or rather uh, recruit the portal versus you. I get it. They want experienced guys who've already played at the level. So it's affecting 21 class, but it's also affecting the 22 class as well. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Shepley, you have anything to add on that? Um, yeah, I mean, COVID uh... – COVID did take everybody pretty much down a tier. If you wouldn't, uh, it, it's very hard to be a senior blow-up guy. That's mm-hmm. very hard to do. Uh, and this year was not the year for that. Uh, so a lot of kids that would have actually put up some numbers and, and had an opportunity for a high level didn't this year. Uh, so beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I always tell my kids to like who like you. Mm-hmm. appreciate and be thankful for our offers uh, because the schools you're talking to, you don't know where those coaches going to end up. Uh, and the transfer portal did not help. Uh, that was the biggest thing that hurt the recruiting. Not that the coaches couldn't come see the kids live versus trying to figure out if a high school kid is his actual size or his actual speed. They gave everybody to transfer. They, they could transfer and everybody got a waiver. So the coaches didn't have to sign off. So versus guessing if the high school kid is legit, you just get your transfer kid. Right. And, the coach, and the coaches took advantage, man, uh, because they was, they was behind the eight ball, and you rather miss taking on a kid from another program than a high school kid. Yeah, uh, right. But guess what? There's some FCS schools that's in the roll, Doc. There's some D2s that's in the roll. There's some kids. There's some schools that's got some great kids, some hardworking young guys, and the kids are, are going to be mad because they always want to go bigger. That's yeah. fine. But there's some kids that, that that's not going to FBS, that's going to smaller schools, they're going to be all-conference kids. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's going to work out. So they still can get your – you can still get the, the destination you wanted. You just had to go a different route. 
absolutely. But you, it's hard for them to see it that way because they're 18. Uh, <laughs> and everybody's the right, everything is instant and right now. Everything is likes, everything is instant gratification. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't understand going to a bigger school sounds good and it looks great on signing day, but it's a, it's a hard reality, man, to not play for you to be the man in high school and not play and be a redshirt sophomore. Absolutely. That's a real conversation, and people ain't having that talk. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. People don't. People don't never have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you just need to chase the logo. Man, go chase some stats. Get on the field. If you're not going to play college, it's a hard. It's a hard lesson learned to go watch college football versus playing it. Class is a lot easier. You know what I'm saying? When you're playing on Saturday versus you, you're just standing up with a warm up on and you ain't getting no burn because then you're gonna transfer. So it's actually going to work out. The kids did end up going to a lower level, and it's unfortunate. You hate it. But they're going to be better for it in the long run. They don't see it now. They will when they're 25. They'll appreciate it. Because like I say, mm-hmm. they're going to be all conference. Them kids going to make – they're going to put up numbers because right. they actually was a little bit better than actually where they landed. Uh, some FCS, non-scholarship schools, they got some kids that they ordinarily wouldn't have got. Uh, True. Division two really cleaning up. Division two not mad at all. They finna go try to win win the national championship, getting these kids they get. Uh it's some NAI schools that's gonna go over the top because you two years ago or last, if last spring you wouldn't have never even had a meeting with that kid. And now he's right. coming to your school. That is so true. Uh so so it's different, man. But they're 18, they don't see it now. When they 25, they appreciate it. Uh right. like I say, someone gonna put up some record. They'll put some numbers up versus being Going to, going to a bigger program because it it glittered and not playing. Absolutely, absolutely, Coach. You have anything to add on that? Um, I'm I'm in the same way. I I I think that you have to uh, always think about the name on the back of the jersey instead of the name on the front of the jersey. Absolutely, because ultimately that's going to be the one that's getting that diploma. You know what I mean? It doesn't say Baylor University. You know what I'm saying? Even though it does say Baylor, but the 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 main point right. of the thing is is for your name to be on there. So, um, yeah, it, it, it did hurt. How did we adjust to it? I just think we try to, just like any, any other time you adapt, because that's what coaching is, right? It's right. Uh, finding new ways to uh, get your point across. It's finding new ways to show your kids drills or anything like that. So it's the same way in recruiting. Whenever they shut that thing down and they wasn't any in more in person, so then we went to Zoom. Uh, we set up... Um, zoom calls you know what i'm saying in the in the classroom and uh you know we our twitter you know what i'm saying stuff went through the roof um just about because uh, you know twitter's like the wild wild west you know what i mean so they can Ooh. they can they can get on there and they can follow a coach and talk to a coach and um so i just think you adapted and you found different ways um what one of the things that we did is um we made sure that uh, for a coach to f- figure out how fast they were or anything like that, then we start doing drills um, and start filming them from behind. Um, they're in warm-ups. So whenever they're in their, they're uh, not in their pads, if we were just early or something like that, then we were filming them with an iPhone, you know what I'm saying, behind, letting them see how their hips were moving, letting them see how they broke down the route or anything like that. So we just got creative about how we were filming and, um, then also I got uh, really creative about like how we were putting that product out. I knew that everybody was going to be on Twitter. I knew everybody was going to be on Instagram. I knew everybody was going to be on TikTok. So then I went back to, um, 
all right, what is the meat and potatoes of this that they're not pre not everybody's going to be using because everybody was thinking social media and having a social media footprint. So I just went back and I went to this place called um, this app called Placed, where it was a one stop shop. Hmm. So um, with that one, I we built a player profile, right? We mm -hmm. put their grades in there. We put their height, weight, you know, everything got Nike certified as far as like their 40 time and all. It was all Spart certified and all that type of stuff. And, then, right. um, and so instead of us sitting there sending out uh, 15 emails, now I can see exactly um, where they put their energy into, right? So I could see if they were not calling back or not writing back uh, three or four of these people that were showing them love. Like y'all said, I want you to go to a place that actually loves you back. So I can see on that app exactly you know what i'm saying who are they spending their time with if they're writing a school that hasn't wrote them back then i'm letting them know they're like hey this other school is over here showing you a whole bunch of love and you haven't even wrote them back or sent them any time of the day and that's going to be a problem at the end right because those people will move on so we just got creative on the ways that we were trying to to do things and outlets that we were using to <laughs> put the kids in the best situation to, to put themselves out there. And then also um, I think we went to and got a, uh, another level of uh, family, family buy-in uh, when it came to this uh, because they saw that their kids couldn't go to those camps. Yeah. Some of those camps, some of those coaches, I know coach, I know you guys have the same thing. Some of these camps were saying that our 21 guys were offer guys. You just got to come to camp. Well, when those camps, uh -huh. yeah, now you're not an offer guy. You know what I mean? Because they needed yep. to see you in place. They needed to see you uh, face to face. So how did we, you know, how do we do that? How do we get you to build this relationship with this coach where they're comfortable bringing your name to the table? Because ultimately, that's what it is. You know, I know that they're gonna hit with that um, with that transfer portal guy. We we felt it like no other uh, this past year, but also. Did we do a good enough job building that relationship with that coach? Were we answering DMs? Were we emailing? Were we calling? Were we texting? All that type of stuff just to show that they loved us uh, and that we love them. And then ultimately, you got to look back at yourself in that mirror and sit there and see if you did that. You know what I mean? So, um, right, right. Uh, and, and, and kids responding, kids responding is, is plays a huge part in this mm -hmm. process. Um, I know we, I only had, uh, I only had like 14 seniors this year. Um, and then I had uh, I had a handful of like younger younger guys, but I had a couple of seniors that just missed opportunities, man, because they wasn't responding. Yep. I say, man, the people that DM'd you twice, the coach is telling me you haven't responded. Coach, I did respond. If the man told me you didn't, there's no way you did. No way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and I believe in answering all coaches. I answer any DM, I, I answer any message from any coach. Uh, so if I'm doing the legwork, it's disrespectful on your behalf for them people to reach out because they they showing you love. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, coach, I won't go to no school like that. Well, you know, I mean that's fine. I hear you. Just long hey, as you know that's get, the coaches get hired to get fired, man. That's what that's a that's a name of that that's a uh, on repeat around here. So you never know where that. Division two coach is going to be. You never know where that division one coach is going to be. 
You just never know because we get hired to get fired. That's just the name of the game. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're going to get hired and we're going to pack up, you know what I mean, sooner or later, whenever they give us the boot and our key fob don't work and then we're going to go somewhere else. So you better, <laughs> you know what I mean, about how you treat, you know, these people. Because as you can see, uh, coaching isn't about nepotism, man. You know what I mean? It's about who you know. And if these guys are going and doing these camps before, they're sooner or later, they're going to break through. So you better be nice to – you know what I'm saying? These uh these these coaches that are on these lower levels, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think let's like going into that more. Um I really like I like that topic, so I want to dive deep into that really more. So one of I think a hundred percent I agree with that a lot of these guys didn't get the ability to do the camp circuit this summer, which was hurt a lot of these kids getting in front of these colleges. One, just how important is like because this is also for, you know, y'all all experience and you'll, those, your kids at your schools trust you hundred percent, but this is also for kids that are, you know, who are division three, division four, who listen to this podcast and just want to see whatever I can do. So what are your advice to those camp circuits? Like I remember when I was in high school, like, like I, I, I like, I knew about camps, but I never was like, ah, well that is not that big of a deal. Like talk to me about how huge this camp circuit is. And yeah, just talk about that. I got you. Uh, shoot, man, I I I could do a, a little something on the uh, on the on the camp circuit. Uh, camps are good. <laughs> uh, the camps are good, but uh, camps are not necessarily for every kid. Right one. Uh, here's they want, the, right. Just like when we're talking about levels, at some point you're gonna have to have a very real conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everything is about optics. If some kids that's good football players that's going to be terrible camp kids. They don't test I, I've seen a kid have 12, 15 offers, go to a camp, run a bad time, and lose all his offers. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because some kids are good football players and you're not good camp kids. That's true. The lower level kids, it's always good to be seen. But it's if you're an FBS type kid, your numbers should be at least decent. But most of that stuff is technical. So as a coach, your job is to put your kid in the best situation. I've had kids go to camp. I don't have my kids run because I know they're not runners, but they can cover and they're fluid. Mm -hmm. So it's all about putting your kid in the best position to be successful. If a kid really want to go to camp and he's adamant, let him go to camp. But just tell him, like, you have to kind of almost like be careful. Because if you go there and you run a bad time, I know everybody is enamored with all of the big-name camps and you want one of those invites. On all of those invites, they're going to tell you to run a 40. Everybody's mm. not a 40 dance kid. They're going to tell you that, but they're going to tell you in order to get the degree, you're going to come run the 40. So you're going to go out there and run your 5-1. <laughs> well, now your tape is obsolete because you ran bad. They right. don't care about the weather, the cleat, you slip. They try to hear none of that. It's going to be that time, and they're going to send that data. Once yeah. you get that, that data that's bad at an Under Armour or a Nike mm-hmm. or a, the Open, that's, man, that's gold. That's the standard. That's emailed yeah. to everybody. They don't open all of our DMs. They don't open all of our text messages. But they pay attention to all that data from that camp. So mm-hmm. it's just being smart. Go to a camp at a university in front of those coaches so they can see you. That way – you, you're being coached by the coaches that potentially, like where you could potentially go. 
don't go to the big name camps. That's and some of them are free, but again, if you're not a test kid, you're not going to test well. Mm-mm. That stuff is technique. That stuff is not just really. It's not black and white. But if your kids don't know how to run a forty, and you just run plays, and you know they don't have no trainer, the kid not going to run well. He could be a good player in your scheme, and he gonna go mess up. He gonna go blow it off because he gonna run a bad time because he didn't know what he was doing. He gonna pop straight up. He gonna get out late. And once that time is, like I say, they don't read all our DM. Everything that Nike and Adidas and Under Armour seeing, they open. They looking every time on there. Right. They, they, I mean, once it's out, you done. It's hard to come back from it. Uh, and it's just being smart, man, and just putting your kid in the best position to be successful. Find you a D2 camp. Find you a camp where it's going to be kind of schools from all levels and hit one. Don't want to go to the mega camp. The mega mm-hmm. camp is, I mean, there is, is all, football is always good to get experience right. and get work. But again, right. you have to be smart and be selective. You, you're not going to go to every school. So mm-hmm. find schools that fit your body type, fit your style. Like some kids are only three, four kids. Some kids are only, only you know what I'm saying, three, four D linemen. So you can't go to a, a school that run a four, three, and you ain't no pass rusher because you really an interior guy. Yeah, if right. your coach, if your coach missed it and the kid missed it, you set the kid up for failure. Failure. That's yeah. on you. That's not on that kid. He can't. He wasn't going. He, he couldn't be successful. Just like a kid that's not a camp. Not, if a kid is not a fast kid, and there's fast football players that's not fast 40 times. So if a kid ran a bad time and he's running by people at the camp, he could kind of come back from that. But that data is still going to be there. Right. But if you don't have any tape and you just set a camp, if you go out there and mess it up, you don't put a, it's a lot of work on somebody to try to come up with. Uh, yeah. I mean, the coach, it's hard when they get some bad numbers, coach. Because <laughs> ain't nobody going to return your call. It's not, it's, it's, not a, it's not an indication of me that I don't know my – because the kid could actually play at the level. He just got a bad time. So they'll look at it, but it'll be at the last minute. He's not an early offer kid. That's right. why it's important for young guys to pay attention. Pay attention. It's always about the kids behind you. They, it's your class. That's why you talk to everybody and be respectful. Kids, coaches are going to go back to school that they're well-received. If your, if your recruiting coordinator ain't talking to them and ain't responding and your kids ain't going to camp and your kids ain't being seen, the colleges ain't going to come by your school. Right. It ain't hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just has to make sense. And and, and a lot of times, logic is not involved. Uh, every, you know, everybody thinks bigger is better. But if you're aiming for if you're aiming for Big Twelve, you can follow FCS. You can't aim for FCS, then you're gonna fall at the house. <laughs> so, like it's just having perspective. Yeah. Uh, but but it takes experience. Uh, it, it takes experience, man. It's uh, recruiting is tricky. It's not exact science. Uh, they're gonna be kids that you know with Shofar D one and he going, and don't nobody call you. Right. Kid really didn't like it, man. That kid ain't that good. Well, you got to remember that based on potential, and he ain't ready yet. So he's gonna be about another forty-five pounds, maybe another two inches, and then you don't know what position because he's playing D in a linebacker for you. He might not play that for college. So you know what I'm saying? So like, it's a lot of stuff that go into it. 
And people just think, well, I just let a guy do the recruiting. No, nah, man. You got if you don't have nobody doing recruiting that know what they're doing, gonna be gonna be looking <laughs> sad on signing day, buddy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Coach Roby Williams, you have anything else to add on that? Personally, uh, you get a lot. Of, I'm kind of piggyback. If you got offers, you, you, if you're one of my kids, you're not running at a camp. Simple. I don't. There's, there's no. There's no point for you to run. I said no. You're not running. But uh, I tell a lot of kids, don't go be a donation. You're gonna go to. You're gonna go to a Baylor camp or Texas camp. You and you're not gonna play there. You're just getting a t-shirt. You're paying your money, wasting your parents' money, gonna get a t-shirt for, for work for a workout. Um, be more realistic about the camps you're going to go to. If you haven't been talking to the coaches, they didn't invite you to the camp. You'll notice when you get when you get there who they paying attention to the most when you get to these camps, especially Omega camps. They, they want to see, right? You're there in line, you're getting a workout, and that's all you're going to get. You pay 40 bucks, you got a T-shirt, you got to take pictures with a coach, maybe talk to them afterwards, but you're a donation. And, and so I tell kids to be realistic and, and kind of a, attack camps on the ones who kind of showing you love you. You know, you're getting a lot of attention from a coach. Um, hey, I'm going to be at this camp. I want you to come. I want to see you. You've been having conversations. Go to that camp. But don't just go to a Texas camp, right? And, and you're five, eight, you're four, nine, and you play receivers. Like, don't go, you know. Yeah, you say, yeah, don't just show up at the camp. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just but, 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 that, but that's being smart, though, because uh, kids don't know. Right. Uh, They're just signing up. That's why it's important to have somebody for them to kind of ask. Uh, mm-hmm. you, we are buffers for the head coach, but the recruiting coordinator really serves a good purpose, man, uh, because that's the mainstay for, for for all of the programs, man. Everybody wants to be recruited. And as a parent, man, you just want somebody to want your son. The True. big schools are nice, and, and, and you know, it always sounds better. You know, them, them logos and them shirts easier to find at the store than a small school. But at the end, man, you just want somebody to want you. You just want somebody to want your son. Uh so to have that opportunity is a blessing, man, for any level. Uh, they don't see that. Uh, they will, like I say, when they get a little bit older. But but uh, it, it's fun and it's definitely necessary, man. You have to have uh, somebody to do recruiting. And then, like you say, respond to messages and answer questions. Uh, like I say, man, coach said you can just show up at a camp and pay $400 and run. That, that was mm-hmm. over. And you're going to run a 4-9. That one, you you don't burn gas time. And then you can actually go and run a bad time and be mad because then nobody calling. Right. They was hating. No, man, you want to go to go. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Robbie, I I mean, they pretty much said it. Pretty much said everything. You got anything else to add? uh, I'll, I'll just piggyback on, like, you know. Pretty much what both of them said. I don't. I don't allow my kids to go to any camp. Like what we do is, I'll call beforehand. Uh, we we do more direct line recruiting. Mm-hmm. If you're a Division mm-hmm. two guy and that's what the recruiting says that you are, then we'll hit that. We'll hit that that circuit. And if you're a Division one guy, um, if they've shown you any type of love for that, um, we're going right to them. Uh, now we're going two hours before the camp because I want you and your parents to go behind the curtains. So I call beforehand and set up like tours and set up stuff like that. So they can see mm-hmm. um, exactly what they're dropping their babies off. Cause Baylor, <laughs> I know I've used but any big school sounds good. Right. I mean, but the, is it the correct fit? And I heard coach coach say that, you know, a couple of times when he was talking, is it the right fit? 
Um, is it, you know, scheme wise, personally wise, you know what I mean? academically, like all that type of stuff. So we try, we try to call, call ahead on a lot of things to make sure and let them know that, Hey, our guys going, our guys coming to this camp. Is there anything that we need to do beforehand um, to make sure that he doesn't have to jump through this burning hoop to be seen? Um, is it, you know, cause they always doing those camps. They're always going to take a select field one. Absolutely. Uh, Take them when they're in the indoor. They're gonna take that select few and go outside. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Ab absolutely. Also, how can we be a part of those people that are going outside to get that real look and not yep. be like Coach said and not be this donation to <coughs> your, you know, your activities that night. You know what I'm saying or whatever that we want to pay. Tell you. Abs, you know what I'm saying? That's not what we that's not what we're about. So I just we try to call ahead and we try to accordingly and I like and I'm realistic with the kids also whenever they're going through that process. How do they know which camp do I go to? It's the ones that have called you back. Very true. It, that's plain and simple. Like I don't I'm not a dream killer. You know what I mean? Like that's not my job. My job is to breathe life into these young men and these young ladies. So I don't tell them that they're not such and such. Now we right. may, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, may, we may throw hands. I may throw this alley oop to you. It's for you to slam dunk this thing, but I'm going to let the recruiting process, you know what I mean? Hey, okay, cool. You want to go to AM? That's fine. Have right. you, have they talked to you? Yeah. Nah, coach, they ain't said anything to me, but Sam Houston said something to me. Cool. We going to Sam Houston. There you go. I mean, going like we're, we're going there. We're going to the people that want to see us. So I always call ahead and make sure that I can set up something so that we can be that in that group that goes outside and gets that real look and not stay inside and yeah. just run through. That's, that's good stuff. That's working good stuff. out. Definitely. I can, I can work you out. Looking at that, if you're, if you're not, let me, how do I say this? So if you're not like, maybe if you're not the guy that has, you know, there's the big Texas camp, Baylor camp, but like if you're a guy who's not really getting talked to right now, or but you want to go out there, maybe not go to a, of course, a Texas camp because that's not really realistic. But if you go to a small, small camp here and the, like you know, uh, I don't know, like Texas A&M Commerce, for example, something like that, where there's coaches there from different things, D three, D twos, you know, stuff like that. Is that something that you know what? If you're not that big time guy, maybe going to something like that is helpful. Or do you still think there's other ways to go about it? Well, I call every single person that's going to be at the camp. And I let him know exactly what he's going to be wearing. It's going to be a Liberty shirt. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's going to have number 12 on the back. Um, every single coach beforehand is going to put out a list of coaches that are going to be there. And they only send a select few because they only send their 40 guys. Right. It's going to be the same exact guys at every single camp there because they, they, they may not trust the um, – we can't send <laughs> in flat times. We can't send in all this other type of stuff. But they got one guy – that they trusted that's all it does is <laughs> the camp. Right. So that could be the same guy that you're going to see at every single camp. So I make sure that I, one, I get to that guy and I follow that guy and I let them know and I let, let them know, Hey, who's y'all's 40 guy who's going to the camps every single time. And then uh -huh. I all those coaches, whether it's the big coach, whether it's the big schools or whether it's Texas A&M commerce or whether it's the D3, I'm going to say, Hey, Hey guys, don't forget, my guy, he's going to be there at the Liberty thing. And I'm telling my young men also, because if I can't go with them, which I usually do, 
But if I can't go with them, then I'm letting them know exactly the steps to go up and take. Hey, no, you go find Coach Sutton. Such he's gonna have, uh, you know, he's gonna have the Texas A&M Commerce stuff on. He looks like this. He's gonna be dressed like this. And I want you to go and introduce yourself and say, Hey, I'm Ross Roke. Right. right. You know what I'm saying like yeah. that's off top, right? That's and then I want you to right. go to the next coach, and I'm I'm gonna give you a list so you you be preparing on this list that you know <laughs> at the next whoever the JUCO's there. Okay, hey, Coach Parr. Hey, what's up, Coach Parr? Like, how you doing? I'm such such from Liberty. Mm-hmm. Like, so now you're introducing yourself, and they know that. Oh, yeah, Coach Roby. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, he already he already hit me up. Yeah, I'm gonna look I'm gonna look at you today. Exactly. I'm calling beforehand uh, and letting them know that if it is <laughs> big camps, because you never know. Like at those right. big camps, and like Coach said earlier, and both of them, everybody said this on this thing. I'm not. If you're not ready to run 40s, if you haven't been through track season, right, and we haven't worked on your first steps, if we haven't worked on your drive phase, then guess what? You're not going to do any of these things at all. And if you haven't showed up to any of these things, if you haven't showed up to any of our footwork stuff, then I'm going to let you know that you're probably not going to be prepared to go out there and run the routes that they want to see. They want to see top route separation. Can you drop your hips? Can you burst out of that thing? if you're only been working on your straight line stuff and not your change of direction stuff. So there's a progression that, you know, we sit there and we send our kids to camp, but uh, we have a strength and conditioning guy that also does, you know what I'm saying? All of that um, camp prep, that's what we call it. So if those guys have any of that type of stuff, then we're not telling them I'm, I'm right there with coaches. I'm not telling them, Hey, you're just going to shake hands at this point. Right. You can pay that money to shake hands or you can FaceTime and Zoom call them at the house and save that. <laughs> I'm saying say <laughs> that you're about totally to agree. so um but if they are truly truly want to go to camp because some some kids like to go and compete and some kids like coach said some kids aren't camp people but some kids are competitors <laughs> they're going to go and shine in the one drill. they're going to go and be and they're going to flourish in the seven on seven <laughs> you know and all that type of stuff so um you know, it is good for some people but like coach said like if we're not doing our job and letting them know that hey man you're not ready for that camp Right. I can't for you. Then we're doing right. the service. And most of the time, it's really not the kids. Most of the time, it's the mom and the dad who want that photo op. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Twitter to sit there and say, my kid went to X, Y, and Z. Well, your kid yeah. wasn't ready to go do that. You just yeah. hurt your kid more than you helped your kid by taking them to that thing. Now, I'm always down for moms and dads and grandmas and uncles and all that type of stuff that's going to hit the road. I'm like, I think that's a beautiful thing because that means that everybody's equally everybody's invested. So you like, you're not going to slip up or do anything crazy. You know what I mean? Because everybody's invested, but sometimes you got to save them from their parents and their loved ones. So they're not going into it saying, I got it. Well, we're going to Houston. So we got to hit the rice one up. And on the way we're going to hit the Sam Houston. And by the time he gets back, he can't even work out and go through summer workouts. Right. And then he just going to do the next thing Thursday through Sunday. They're going to do the next thing because everybody's always going to have a camp. You know, mm-hmm. they can overwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, moving into another topic, and I think it, it kind of goes off of that. But so, because luckily, like, you know, guys at your schools, you have, they have y'all and your coaches, you know, that guide you through this process. But, for a guy, okay, if he's, you know, in a Division four school, low school, but and their coaches maybe not are 
you know, maybe aren't the best at knowing this, this, like this universe, this like area of like what to do. So what, what do you think are like, I guess like you can give, like give your like top little five things or something like that. Or, all right, what do you think I need to do to be recruited? Because, you know, you can go into grades, you know, get out there through social media. But what, if I have to get recruited, what's the best way to put myself out there and what do I need to do, uh, to get myself, uh, like recruited. So I guess coach Roby, you can start us off then if you want to. I would say um, the first thing I always tell our kids is be consistent on your social media imprint. So what that means is if you're going to a trainer and you're going to, like I say, like all, a couple of our kids go to flight and I like, you know, I, I'm a big fan of that guy, you know? So a couple of kids, <laughs> a couple of our kids go to flight or they go to hooks or they go to, you know, uh, uh, David Robinson, you know what I mean? Or whatever that they go to, right? Yeah. I tell them if you're going to them on Tuesday, then you need to post a drill that y'all do that shows not a not a glamour shot, not a a big old production of like what you're doing. I don't need your mom paying uh, $1,500 to get this, you know what I'm saying? Two minute clip of you getting, no, just show, hey, I'm here working because that's going to separate yourself. You're not at home. Um, playing PlayStation five or doing anything like that. I'm actually, I'm actually hitting the road. I'm actually going to get extra work and show that same drill every single Tuesday or every single time that you go. And it's going to continue showing that you're going to get better at that drill. So that's going to show consistency. That's just a, that's just a drop of on my timeline. Hey, this is what I'm doing every single time. And then the second thing is, um, I would say, uh, make sure that uh, your social media is clean. You know what I mean? I talk about that. I mean, I know we talked about that about at the beginning, but that is, that is a true thing. Like, what are you putting out there? What are you liking? Who are you friends with? What are you commenting under? All that type of stuff. We tell our kids that if it's not clean, then you don't need to, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be on there. So that's, that's another thing that I think that will get you. And also build relationships, man. Like I heard coach say it earlier, like you have to, you have to DM that coach back. You have to, people just think that it's so easy. And those, those big guys have it the hardest. Yeah. I don't think it's the smaller guys that have it that, you know what I'm saying? That hard. I think the big guys have it the, the hardest because until you're ready to pick your school, they're going to want you, they're going to want to build a relationship with you. So you cannot just yeah. somebody, you cannot just not pick up. A phone. I would tell that smaller tier guy, make sure that you are being consistent and everything mm-hmm. you do from your social media to like what what is your social media outlet to that drip that we got on social media outlet to how we talking to coaches how we communicating to coaches those are all things that you can do to make sure yourself is getting at least an opportunity or at least a seat at the table because if you don't do those things and you just think that it's old school I'm just gonna ball and they just gonna come find me <laughs> you are in a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> that is not even going to be close because it's the times are changing you have to look at you have to promote yourself and put yourself out there in a certain type of way that it's going to be um that is going to be you have to separate yourself there's 15 schools right here on 377 i tell my kids all the time yeah. right this on 377 alone there's 15 different schools right high schools you know what I mean? Like prep schools, all this type of stuff. And they're all winners and they all want to go play for the same position. So what are you doing to separate yourself? I have to do something. I have to show a coach something that I'm doing to separate myself. So that is what it look like. 
I'm going to get this extra work on Tuesdays. So I got to show that. I got to show my footwork. I'm not saying that you have to oversaturate it. I'm not saying that it has to be an ordeal. I'm talking about a 15-second clip of yeah. you doing the exact same drill over and over again for a long period of time. They're going to sit there and say, man, that kid is actually working. And they're going to be able to scroll back and see, man, that kid got better at that drill. Absolutely. I uh, Some of my kids, well, they go to, they go to Hooks. Uh, they go to D-Rob, Clay Mac, and Flight. Uh, so that really, really helps, right, when they're doing the extra training. Um, but what I use that stuff for, say I send their huddle link to a coach, I may show those private clips and say, look how fluid he is, or, or they're doing, we're doing one-on-ones, things of that nature. Show my DBs in coverage, you know, watch him, you know, and things of that nature. So it really, really helps. Um, I guess it kind of speak from, I want to say, a personal story. I, you know, I got a kid, a DB I thought was pretty good, and um, and it was OU DB coach, right? And I said, yeah, I sent him the huddle, but a sophomore film, didn't really speak to who the kid really, what he could be, right? right. I showed him some one-on-one clips of him working in private workouts. He's like, oh, okay. And I had to explain his sophomore season, he was kind of hurt, kind of banged up, but he's out there giving it his all. But now look at him that he's healthy, so you can kind of tell the difference between that. It really sold over, but um, I do some of the same things with the with the 15-second clips or showing one-on-one sessions of different things of that nature because it really pays off to see how fluid a kid is, especially since they can't go to camps or anything like that. Um, so – Social media is really, really big, right? But use it the right way. Um, the tool. Get to that point. You can get this coach's cell phone number where you text and build a relationship. That's really going to go far. So continue to build relationships. It's, it's key. Because I got some kids that don't even use Twitter. Like, they're on there, but they don't use it. Like, yeah, what, I, are you, what are you expecting? What, is, what do you think is going to happen? Coaches just ain't going to find you and follow you and start inboxing you. Like, exactly. you got to be proactive, right? And so right. <laughs> don't look at the next kid thinking, well, they're contacting him. Yeah, but that kid... I already got 15 offers, so yeah, other coaches are already coming on board, but you trying to get a coach, you got to be proactive and go sell yourself, so uh, it's huge, but kids don't understand that, and they think it's just going to happen, it's just going to happen. Yeah, you got to put in work. No, you, you you have to definitely put in work, man, uh, and, and Coach Coach Roby keep hitting on that social media. Uh, coach, that, that's real life, man. I had a kid mm -hmm. uh, that, that was committed to the uh, University of Oregon, Mm -hmm. Uh, six five, two hundred pound defensive end, ran ran a forty eight, forty nine quarter. Great kid, long defensive end on social media, and it wasn't even his. It was his page, but it wasn't even him. Uh, it was his girlfriend. She posted, <laughs> she doing her thing. He in the video, he's standing there with no shirt on, looking, and she was doing some extracurriculars. Boom, money gone, scholarship gone. And that was his dream school. But once he got, once he lost his scholarship to his dream school, he kind of lost his own little fire and passion. Start going through the motions, being late. Boom, what do you know? Next two games later, he get hurt. Turns ACL. He never played. Don't even graduate. Like everything right. just happened because it just spiraled because of social media. Uh, it social media is real, man. It's an interview. Right. Uh, you you that's see grown people that's working in society. They forgot about what they done is losing their jobs because of social media. Yep. You have to pay attention to exactly what you posting. What are you liking? And, and some of the comments, some of the stuff is, you know, it, it's fun, it's for giggles and stuff, but that don't mean you have to like it. Yeah. Even if you know what I'm saying, if you see it, you just got to you just have to pay attention, man. You have to be smart. Uh when you're an athlete, you know it's a target on you. Uh your school has a target on you. Uh 
people in the neighborhood, in the community, you know, everybody, everybody ain't happy for you now. <laughs> so you just have to be smart. Uh, being at parties and being seen and stuff. Uh, and, and you want to be likable and you want everybody to like you, man, but you, you, you have to pay attention, man. Uh, social media is real and it only takes a second, man. Uh, <laughs> for, for somebody to just fall out of favor with you. You right. like the wrong post or say the wrong thing and do a little rant and put it on IG and you done. <laughs> Definitely. You, know, you was mad in that moment or you didn't mean it or you was mad with that person. Once you go and say it and hit it, somebody go screenshot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, my, and my daughter uh, is a sophomore in high school. Uh, she's a JV cheerleader uh, at a high school, at a 6A high school. And man, uh, in all of the clauses and all of the stuff, they tell you whatever you like, don't like, say, you comment, you in anything, you like, you kicked off the squad. And I told her, I said, hey, man, you know, we paid a lot of money for this chili, man. It ain't, they ain't giving no refund because you get no <laughs> button, it's going to be out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you have to pay attention, man. Uh, but like you said, you have to be intentional. You have to want to be recruited. Like some mm-hmm. kids are in love with the process, and you right. have to know the difference. Some kids want offers and want the stuff. Uh, but you got to let your coach know what you're trying to do. Like, kids mm-hmm. that late to practice, don't be at me. I always got something to say, and then you're the first one at the camp. <laughs> well, how you at the camp? You ain't even, you got to show everybody you kind of be, you on the same page. Right. Uh, right. And being private school, and being private school is doubly hard because, you know, uh, you know, they got that stigma to, you know, it ain't 6 eight. You know, right. ain't no kids out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and I've been doing recruiting for uh, since 2008, so that's that's the biggest lie. That's the biggest lie being told. Your level of competition, they you now it can help if you playing the best in the state. You know it looked good to say that, but how many yards my kid took in in, in, in uh how many steps my kid took in ten yards, and is he moving people off the ball? That's real. Whether we playing five A or, or we playing Division One taps. If you right, move and move and you take care of business, everybody's in the player for business. They tell right. you that it's taps when they don't want your kid. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I coached inner city for 10 years. So when we had kids that played corner, played safety, played running back, coach, I can't evaluate him. He played too many positions. Well, now I hear that I'm in private school. Well, they like that, man. That's position flex. Now, when I was over there 10 years ago, y'all told me, you can't you can't grade him because he do too much. You don't have yeah. no they, all of those excuses for when they don't want your kid. Exactly. People, people are looking for football players, man. Uh, so and you know some parents get hooked into it, and you can't play mm-hmm. taps. You need to play this. College coaches want players, so if your son right. is making plays, they'll they'll find you, man. Uh, you you have to be intentional, and you, you mm-hmm. got to be a good kid. Uh, you can't go to an Ivy League camp and. You know what I'm saying? You're making 70s. Yeah, right. <laughs> it ain't going to die. I mean, and, it just ain't. You know what I'm not. saying? Uh, but you just have to pay attention, man, and be be cognizant of everything that's happening. Uh, recruiting is is fun game. Like I said, it's a blessing uh, to be able to help kids go to school, man. Um, we fortunate to be. This is a cool job. Yeah. Uh, but but mm-hmm. you have to like it. And, and, it's, and it's never over. Because recruiting don't stop. Signing day is oh. signing day is Wednesday. People been DMing for a month. They ask for 22. Yep. It's like yep. It, as soon as signing 
day over with, you're going to stand there and smile and take a picture, and boom, it's on. Now, some people done already said, well, Cole, let me enjoy the Super Bowl. You know, after Sunday, we're going to hit it. I said, say less. You just hit <laughs> me the three and you hit it, it's on, Doc. <laughs> exactly. Because it uh, doesn't stop. And that's another reason that the recruiting coordinator position is so prevalent because football season is only for four, three or four months. Yeah. What if your team don't go deep in the playoffs? Somebody needs to be sitting in your film. Now, it is easier for your kids to get seen if you're mm-hmm. making a playoff run. That is a blessing uh, because they, cause the, the coaches usually would have been able to be out, out on the road to come see the kids. It's true. So uh, it was a very new, uh, unique year, man. Uh, it, it, but recruiting is not a back, exact science. Just because you just exact height and weight and you, and, and you pass the optics, now, now put some film with it. Show me something. Uh, and, and it has to match up. Uh, and that's the thing I think the kids miss the most part because some parents, some kids are big enough, but the kid just not, he really not good enough. Uh, and nobody wants to have that conversation. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, man, you just want to give your chance, your kids the opportunity to play at some level. Uh, mm-hmm. any, any logo is a good logo. And like you say, man, once you, once right. you get on, once you get there, you can make a name for yourself. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But if you're aiming for the big schools, you got somewhere to fall. Uh, and, and that's the main thing. Uh, recruiting is not an exact science, like I said. You got you seen kids that should have went D2. They went bigger and vice versa. But uh, it's, all, it's all a blessing, man. They don't see it now. It, they'll see it later. Uh, they'll be 25 soon, and then they'll know. Yeah, they'll definitely. I'm like, Coach, man, I, man, I see what you was talking about. Well, you wasn't going to see it. Then, you know, you was mad and fussing. Um, <laughs> but, it, but this, this is all a blessing, man. The great help, shoot, man. I appreciate you man, having me on here, man. Asking me, I'm just, you know, I, I just, I'm just chopping wood, Doc. You know, trying to win, doing right. a little bit, and uh, I'm gonna have for twelve or thirteen on Wednesday, man. Uh, and shoot, I got a hot seven for the next year for twenty two. So, <laughs> that's what that's gonna look like. Absolutely. And, and I just want to go on the record and say, Taps Division One got some of the best talent in the country. I, I, okay. I, I, I can care less. So, like, one of my questions was literally, like, y'all already answered two of my questions just by talking, so I really appreciate that. One of my questions was, how important was social media? And I think y'all covered that extremely well. And then the two was, do you, like, do you think private school football is, like, you know, the stigma is, oh, yeah, it's different. Like, how did, like, like, I believe, what is it? And Parrish was ranked, what, 11th or 12th in the state of Texas by Max Preps this year? And I think Nolan Catholic was ranked, what, 23rd? And they had him over guys like they had they had Parish Episcopal over DeSoto. I'm just saying. And yeah, you could. You, I've seen DeSoto. I've seen them all. Like I and I was like, I you can honestly argue like you put them one on one like it would be a good game. And like for me, like being in Fort Worth, like even though a game didn't happen, when Nolan Catholic scheduled Duncanville for the first game of the season, I was like, <laughs> all right, let let's see it. Like I want to see it because. You know, everyone else was like, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, why would they do that? But, I mean. Well, well, well now, now, now. I know it, it, it is Duncanville. Yes, about, it is Duncanville. It's Deville. It's, you know, how it is. No, no but here's the, here's the difference, man. I'm, I'm going to go clear that up for you. I'm glad you said it. I just didn't want to be the one to bring it up. But you, you put it right out front and center. The only <laughs> difference, and anybody, can, I don't coach public school and I don't coach private school, been blessed enough to be a part of uh, three state championship teams. Um, been been in 15 years, man. Been tremendously blessed. 
The only difference between TAP and public school is the numbers, Doc. There football it is. Football players is flat-out-ass football players. Right. Your kids can't play, they can't play. Now, DeSoto and all that, the San Paris, now we good level on level, but, you know, DeSoto going to sub it. You know, we can't sub. So there I'm it is. Six, four, that is seven. true. That next one going to be five nine. you know, in a big heart. Ain't going to be no player. That's, that's the only difference between public school and private school is the depth. I, I, because we only have ninth through twelfth, we only have like fifty kids, and right. and a lot of six eight schools they got one hundred and ten, they yeah. got one hundred twenty. So yeah. it's, not, it's not hard to be one in one hundred and forty. You know what I'm saying? Like, but well, it's harder to be one to be a better player per se. But the only difference is the depth. Taps is good football. Taps is hard nosed, and we can play with anybody. Yeah. Paul, we play good football. Nolan, we play good football. All Saints, we play good football, and everybody, um, and everybody can coach. Uh, everybody has good schemes. I ain't gonna take nothing away from nobody. Everybody can coach. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. They got good coordinators. Everybody do a great job. Don't nobody slack on preparation and game planning. It's all about them. Tips just you just don't have no backup. Right, right. That's the only difference is backups. They can tell you what they want to. You can put anybody, kids. You put your first lineup and my first lineup, and we look. It's what and what, Doc. We just ain't got no depth. There it is. I, I, I think right. I think you you literally nailed it on the head. Like I think that's perfect. And I mean, you you can't deny it because out of the top two, two of the top three players in the state of Texas and all these recruiting rankings are literally private school players. I mean, one in Houston, one in Fort Worth. I mean, and you see it because I think literally, I think all three of y'all have a guy in twenty two. I believe is gonna be a top. I mean. You have Christian Driver up there in uh, Argyle. You have Terrence Brooks. I mean, mm-hmm. as an Aggie fan, I love both of them. Just saying. Anyways, um, and then, I mean, in the 23 class, Daniel Demary up there at uh, Parish Episcopal, all three of you guys are going to have guys who are going to be top 200 players, 150 players in the nation. And, I mean, and I could go down the list just because I know them on top of my head. But, like, I, y'all two, I want to add on it. No, I, I totally agree, and and I guess I go a step further. And in some cases, when it goes to compared to like the Duncanvilles, competing in the trenches, right? I mean, some yeah, some of our some of our linemen, you know, they may be five nine, two fifteen, right? You go line up against Duncanville, right. but, but for the most part, like you said, eleven on eleven, we can yeah. compete with anybody. I, I dare you, you know, try to go cover, you know, Christian Benson one on one in a slot. I dare you, anybody. I don't care five a six a. You go against, gonna have fun. That's what I'm trying to say. You go against driver one on one. Hope you got a linebacker out there on him. We're gonna get 200 yards. Exactly. So I I dare you to. Our kids drive like you said. Some of the kids we named in taps can go to any 6A school and start right now. Well, I mean, no problem. Well, I mean, the thing about it was Cavante Williams, you know, from Nolan Catholic, right? Just had six interceptions on the season. Where did he transfer to? Duncanville. Duncanville. I mean, and come on, the boy gonna start. Right, so like mm. you're telling me you you're gonna go to a state semifinal six A Division one school and you're gonna start and you played Taps mm. Division one, I, I mean, it, it's absurd. Right. Same, I think. Same, same way with the, well, same way with the kids that left John Paul last year. The linebacker when it started, the receiver when it started, the quarterback, quarterback. when it started. <laughs> right, I, they I all went and played. Back to the Definitely. point at hand. Let's kind of move away from that. Uh, I I guess we could talk about this. Um. 
So in the article I talked about earlier with the Dallas Morning News, you know, DJ Mann, the guy from Cedar Hill, said signing day is my state championship. You know, I could be wrong, but I'd rather send a lot of kids to college than win a lot of football games. Now, you can agree with that or disagree, but how, like, being recruiting coordinators, do you think, like, like how is it special to be the guy who helps these kids go to college? And Coach uh, Coach Sublet, you can start us off. Uh, doing the recruiting and seeing kids on signing day, man, is uh, is is is, is truly fun stuff. Uh, it's, it's it's a real thing. Um, and you're so happy for the kids and the families, man. Uh, some of them are first generation college students. Uh, mm-hmm. And the state championship is hard to win, no matter how good your team is. You know what I'm saying? So, and it, it could only be one winner for the state championship. But for signing day, it's multiple winners. They all win. And that's all you want is for all the kids to be successful and have a chance to better them lives, better their lives, better their families. So, and I, and I know DJ. I work with DJ. He's sincere. <laughs> He's sincere, man. Uh, and he really wants what's best for those kids. Uh like I say, it's hard to win a state championship, and you can't measure success by by state championship. If your kids, if you're in the business of helping kids, which we are, you should want kids that sign a day, man, going to college. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be about. Uh, and no matter what sport you coach, every it, it's just a it's just another way to pay for school. Uh, it's an avenue, you know what I'm saying? So you're just giving yourself a better opportunity. Everybody can go to school. Because we have to, it's the law, but everybody's not going to be the smartest kid there. So playing sports is just another way to help you get to college, which is kind of like the ultimate goal. You know what I'm saying? So you just want to give a chance to a kid a chance to be successful, man, and, and, and set himself up. Uh, he's going to, they're all going to be good kids and, and, you know what I'm saying, do the right thing. And being in sports is going to help that. Uh, but you just know getting a degree and getting a good job is gonna help for their family and their long term, they long term success. And that's the like that's the overall goal. Like I said, right. in football in state championship is only one winner, but when you can stand up there on the stage, man, you got 12, 15 kids every year, it's giving themselves the opportunity to better themselves. Some of them first generation college students. You you can't measure that. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Williams, I know you talked about it really earlier when at the very start of this, but do you have anything to add on what you on that? Um, no, for me, it's really about the kids and the families. Like he said, some of my first time generation college students. I just really want to see the kids have success. Um, I always tell them, look, it's a forty year deal, not four years, right? Like you're you're changing the whole trajectory of your family by going to college, and getting a degree, because then you get to set that trend. And when you have kids, hey, I've been to college. Now you want your kids to go to college, right? So. It's, it's setting that, having that cycle and everything set. Um, it, it's huge for me. I just like to see the kids get an opportunity to go play at the next level, but most importantly, get a degree, right? And if you go have success at the next level, you know, that's even better. This is the icing on the cake, right? So uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. No matter what level they sign at, I just like seeing kids have success and um, have an opportunity to go better themselves and their families. Absolutely. Coach, Coach Robbie? Uh, yeah, same. I love the um... – I love the the aspect of the journey. Uh, we always do uh, we do wish lists at the at the right when I get them in eighth grade. Yeah, hopefully I see them all the way through, or whenever I get them, and to look back on those pieces of paper, you know what I mean, about like mm-hmm. where they wanted to go. Right. Uh, you know, we do a thing rate one in ten. Whether you want to be hot or cold, you know what I mean, all that type of stuff. You want to be East Coast, West Coast, and to look back on those things, and then just to see that. Uh, 
that weight being lifted from those families um, as they're signing, as their baby signing. And then at that time, they may have been fighting you. They may have been like telling you that their kid is a deep one, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as they sign it on that line, all that doesn't matter. Absolutely. Like, just to see that joy of them families and to see that joy of that young man knowing that like, yo, like I'm a one percenter, man. Like, this is hard, man. Uh, you know, like I, I take I take pride. I play college football. I know how hard it is, you know what I mean, to get there. I've seen a lot of good athletes not make it. So whenever I, I tell those stories about some of the best athletes that I've been around in Solana, Texas, not making it to that next level. Mm. And then here I am, you know what I'm saying? Like, I made it to the next level. And to see that now that's going to be a trickle-down effect, like Coach was saying. Right. And also the fact that, like, they can sit there and look at their parents now and say, thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you for all those those day trips. Thank you for taking me to camps. Thank you for those little league baseball pick. You know what I'm saying? All that type of stuff. You see all that that raw emotion come out on that signing day. And I just like to sit in the stands. I don't, I'm never up in the front. I always like to sit back and just take the pictures from afar. And then I send it to them like later on, just because yeah. I, I like to see that raw emotion from those people. And you can like literally see it, man. Yeah. They're looking at some babies. They got grandma. They got aunties. They got everybody sitting there and signing that piece of paper, bro. And then yeah. where they were like this at first and they were ready to punch you and they're ready to sit there and get in fights with you and argue with you. And then all of a sudden that thing turns into tears. Yeah. Hey, man, my baby gets to go play. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, hey, my baby gets to have a, go get an education. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's some of the stuff that, like, you know. Yeah, that stuff right there is golden, man. I think that's the reason why you keep on it feeds you like it like it does something to your psyche to where like you want that more and more. And that one that gets away is always the one that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like that one, especially like especially this year. This year, we just been like going crazy, trying to figure out different ways and different avenues about trying to get people to that to experience that feeling even if it's a preferred walk on or whatever that it is, you know, like I, I, I dig that. So I, I do, I agree with, um, with what coach man said for sure. Yeah. All right. So it's coming up above an almost uh, over an hour now. So I have one last question, unless y'all have anything else you want to talk about or discuss. Um, my question really is because one of the reasons I started this is to highlight athletes and highlight mm -hmm. kids that um, don't really get talked about a lot. And I know all three of y'all, uh, your, you know, y'all schools have big time guys that are going to be talked about. Uh, Coach Roby, you could start us off. Maybe so, name me some of those guys that are going to be, you know, up and coming. To, to maybe those 22s, 23s that aren't really, really talked about that right now, but are going to be talked about or should be talked about. Uh, I got, um, I got a couple. I got uh, Elijah Williams. Dad, Randall Williams, played in the NFL for a long time. He's a baseball player, but like he truly, truly loves football. Uh, I think he found a home this year. He's playing slot receiver. Everybody wants to be a receiver, but his ball skills, he also plays center field in baseball. Yes. His ball skills are, are like no other, and he turned into be a really, really good safety. You know yeah. what I mean? Where the fact that people were turning on that film, and they're like, oh, like, I was here to look at Driver, but like, who is that? You right. know what <laughs> he, he, he pops like that. And then I have a Dom that transferred in. Uh, Provence. He was a uh, he's a he's a big guard that we got. Uh, we're trying to figure out what what uh, what Dom is gonna play at the next level, but he's gonna be one that pops just because he has a uh, he's just a 
he's just a big old athlete, man. I'm telling you right now, if I could put him back there and he could be my punt returner, I promise you, I, I would put him back there and he would catch everything. <laughs> That's those guys. They just let it drop all the dang time and it pisses me off. You know what I mean? So, um, but big Dom, I got a uh, Caden Taylor, mm. also a transfer in. He's also, he plays tackle for us, but we're transitioning him to guard. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to be a, he's going to be a nice dude. And then I got a, um, I got a young boy that plays in the middle named Tristan De La Rosa. He still thinks that he's a baseball player, but he got multiple offers from, from football. But, you know, that first love, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He loved the right. baseball gear and, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff, you know, I call it organized rest. You know what I mean? I can say that <laughs> my, my dad played baseball. So uh, that's a ongoing joke at the house. But uh, those are a couple of guys and we got some you know we got some little pups you know what i mean but right now they're just you know they're just pups so i don't want to give them that shine because just in case they listen to this thing they're gonna be like oh i'm it like i'm <laughs> i'm on this thing now nah, dog you still got some work to do you know what i mean but those guys um i would say are going to be the ones that are going to be the most eye-opening just because of their work ethic and uh, they just got good pedigree man absolutely you know? uh yeah. coach shelby you want to go on your guys over at parish uh, yeah, man, we got a we got a couple, man. Uh, I know you know. No, you got a couple. I know you got a couple. I know you got a couple. Well, I mean, you know, you know, you I mean, got, we got a couple players over there. We ain't got you know, we ain't got too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wish y'all could see this film because him and Coach Williams are sitting there smiling from ear to ear. Like, yeah, we got a couple. We got, we got a no, man, we got uh, you, you know, we got Demery in the twenty three class. Uh, is a great kid. Uh, could play everything on the back end and uh and play receiver as well. Uh, he he's already he already got his offers. Uh, but we have a kid, uh, another another sophomore, uh, named Aiden Gilmore. Uh, he was playing D line and flipped over the O line and finished the season at O line. Uh, and uh, he's right now he's playing guard. Uh, he he plowed five dot. He wanted he wanted the best pullers. Cause he wanted the best pullers I done seen, man. Uh kid six five, two eighty. And uh and he, he run behind his pads, man. Uh he, he's a big kid. Like, you know, like and he don't and you could tell he's still learning. Like mm -hmm. it's it's still new for him because he's always played uh deep he's always played defense. He's never played O line. So uh he knows how to hit people, he's just not sure where he's going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but shoot, man. Hey, he a big kid, man. He legit six five. He long. He got long arms. Uh, he's willing to learn. He works hard. Uh, he grind with his trainer two or three times a week. Uh, his name is Aiden Gilmore. Uh, we have another kid that uh that's a sophomore. Um, uh, that that plays linebacker and D line for us, Jalen Hall Wright. Uh, who's a big kid? Yeah, I like him. Uh, Jalen Hall play. He plays tough, man. Uh, he plays linebacker. Uh, he 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 loves the hit, man. He always compete. Uh, you you can't tell him what he can't do. He he gonna find a way. Uh, he uh, drop down. He can play D line, um, D line and a uh, linebacker in the twenty three class. Uh, then we got a uh, we got a rover, uh, Cooper Malin, who's like six one, like one eighty. Uh, Cooper gonna be the Man, Cooper gonna be able to add about another ten or fifteen pounds before getting on high school. His dad is a strength and conditioning coach. Cooper Malin can play running back. He can play uh, outside linebacker. He can play high safety. 
uh, he a fun kid to watch run around, man, uh, for the 23 class. So we got at least two or three guys in the 23 class. Uh, then 22, uh, if you didn't know who Blake Youngblood is, that, you know now. That kid's stud. <laughs> uh, Blake, number one, in the slide running around getting work. Uh, and then Keegan Addison out of the 22 class. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be a four year starter in every in mm-hmm. all three years he's been in high school over 125 times. The kid, the kid don't make no mistakes. We watching film and grading film every week, man. And he grading out 95. percent mm-hmm. He got one bus a one bus a half. Uh, like he's a coach on the field. Uh, so <laughs> man, we we gonna be all right, man. We we lost a lot of seniors, but we are gonna be all right, man. Yeah, we just I, gotta find us a quarterback. Yeah, that's that was that's my that's my one that's. That's my one question. I was I was trying to figure out who go QB going to be next year, but I guess we got to wait and see. I guess so. Um, uh, Coach, uh, I mean, we we got a, we got a couple of young guys there, but uh, we'll see. That, that's a tough act to follow now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Coach <laughs> Williams, uh, I know uh, you, I know you got T Brooks. Yeah. Right. Uh, but one guy I really like is Caden Kittler, that O lineman. Yeah. I think that dude's yeah. a stud. Um, but yeah. You can talk about him and talk about those other guys, Cameron Robertson as well, but, you know, some other guys. Yeah, yeah. So, you, like you said, you mentioned Caden. He's, uh, he played, like, U.S. little national hockey team as a goalie, so he got, like, skills, right? He's, he's, he's a dog in the trenches. Uh, I'm really waiting for him to kind of blow up this spring and get more offers. And then, got this, like you said, Cam Robertson, our DN. He's 2022. Um, as far as 2023 – we had 2023 dogs, of course, with Braxton Myers. He's going back to Capel. And then the 2023 DM we had was Kennedy uh, McDowell, but he's gone back to Frisco, who I think, well, of course, Braxton has almost every offer. Um, Kennedy has a few offers already, but he, like I said, they both left. Um, but 2022 kid we have at Jackson Berry. He's a linebacker. Um, yeah. This kid has maybe a speed of a safety, but, you know, he's 215 pounds. He can run. He can move. He can hit. He hits everything that moves. Um Almost still learning the position. Like I said, sometimes he hasn't played linebacker uh, that long. But so as far as reading and things of that nature, but he's he has all the tools, right, to be like a super superb linebacker. And he's a he's an FBS linebacker. I tell you that. Um, like I said, he can run, he can hit. As far as like new age linebackers, everybody likes who can ain't got you don't have to come out the field. You can cover. That's him. Um, but as far as twenty threes, I have to skip that class and go down to twenty fours. We got some twenty four kids that can go. Um, uh, I would say William Nettles. He's a he's a safety receiver, a quarterback. He probably played quarterback. Well, he probably, he's an athlete, right? He can throw, he can run. Um, Wamil Talib, uh, Akib Talib's nephew. Uh, he's playing. He's gonna play linebacker. He's gonna be a sophomore wow. uh, next year. That kid's pretty physical. He can play. Uh, then we have a kid, Kavion Grady, who's slot returner, running back. Wherever you put him, he's gonna he's gonna make plays. You get the ball in his hand, and he's just gonna make something uh, happen out of it. So you can see Jump Paul has lost a few. A few kids over the last couple of years, right? Um, but so we have a few. It's kind of a, a dip between uh, 22 because mm-hmm. there's nobody really in 23 left anymore. Um, but it goes down to the 24 kids. So we got it's gonna be a young young team uh, next year for us. But all the all the talent will be there for the next three years. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick questions. I have to, okay because of the big news that came out today. I have to ask you, Coach Roby. How how is it over there, Argyle? This today with the future Hall of Famer now being, I mean, the head coach over there at Argyle Liberty. You got I got to ask it. Talk to me about it. Uh, how big of a deal is it for your school? Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty big deal, man. Yeah, 
Anytime that you're trending on Twitter and on ESPN, I believe <laughs> for the right reasons, you know what I'm saying? I think that, I think that's always a big deal. Uh, yeah. We, we met with coach Whitten earlier. He's a, I, I've coached his sons for the past three years in the middle school. So I've gotten a chance to know him. Uh, There's a good dude, man. Come from a coaching family. Not too many people know that he got a, he got two brothers that are coaching high school football right now. His grandfather was a high school football coach. So, his heart has always been in high school football. I think that, uh, as you can see, if you turn down the Raiders and you turn down Tennessee, then like if he picked his place, you know what I mean? Because they were bringing him that Dabble Sweeney money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if he if he turned down all yeah. that to come to come over here, then you know he really wanted to be here. Um, how is it? How is how has it impacted us today? Hey man, you know all good. Yeah, things. I got you. I got you. You don't, you don't, you don't yeah. got to say nothing. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I'll wrap this up. I really appreciate y'all all coming on. Hopefully we can do this in the spring, uh, in the summer. And yeah, thank you for your time.